All right, everyone, welcome back to 10 Tech Entrepreneurs Nebraska. Um, I'm, I'm Grace Kane with the Nebraska Tech Collaborative today, and today we have a special guest host. Yeah, hi, my name's Justin, uh, Justin Krug. I am a, a early stage employee at Workshop, which is a uh, B2B SaaS startup here in town. And uh, outside of work, I'm very invested in the entrepreneurship community here, so uh, co-organized One Million Cups here in Omaha and also f- uh, founded with a small organizing team, uh, the Nebraska Startup Job Mixer, which is upcoming here in uh, November. So very excited for that. Awesome. Thanks for joining us today, Justin. And then we are here with our guest, Zach Ocean Banjo. Zach, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Thanks, Grace. Thanks for having me. Uh, nice to meet you. I think I've seen you somewhere, Justin. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's on LinkedIn quite a bit. Uh, yep, I basically live there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that may be where I saw you. But uh, as Grace said, my name is Zachary Ocean Banjo. I am the CEO and founder of Intelligence, which is a career discovery and development platform that helps military service members make sense of their military experience so that they can be successful in the transition into the private workforce. Awesome. And you recently just uh, came through the Enmotion Accelerator program? Yes, I, I just went through the program. The last day was, I believe, August 3rd. We had the showcase. It was a you know, phenomenal experience. You get a lot, of, uh, a lot of perspective, a lot of insights between the mentor swarms, the investor swarms, and just the modules. And the, you, know, you can't really beat the Nebraska ecosystem as far as startup culture. Yeah, I'm sure Justin can speak on, on that. Yeah, it's it's a very very tight knit community here. Um, once you know one person, it, it's it's almost like you know everyone. You know everyone's so willing to to get you connected uh, with mentors, with folks that would write checks for you. So uh, very very fortunate to to be here. Uh, definitely. So what are what is like your biggest takeaway from Enmotion <laughs> from your experience? Oh boy, I think. Uh, in the, I guess the immortal words of Scott, uh, it would have to be ring the register. You know, there's, you can set out on this journey and dream and, you know, be a mad scientist in your basement, cranking out this idea, the solution to a problem. But until you've identified that it's a real problem and somebody is actually going to um, kind of move you towards a financial compensation or anything like that, you don't really have much. So, you know, get out there and try to see if anybody cares enough that it's a business and the business is, you know, exchanging money or a transaction or something like that. Yeah. Scott is pretty infamous for that. He's <laughs> like, okay, yeah, it sounds like a problem, but how much would you pay for it? Yeah. Oh, you wouldn't pay for it. <laughs> All right. Crumple that, throw it in the, in the trash can. Let's, let's riff on another idea here. Yeah, exactly. So how did you first hear about the Enmotion Accelerator? Cause you are in KC, right? Yes. Uh, how did I hear about it? I think <laughs> I was going through, Another program kind of has similar kind of modules and structures, the the Pipeline Entrepreneurship Fellowship that mm-hmm. they have uh, in Kansas City with Melissa Vincent. Um, I was going through that program and there was some overlap. Some of the fellows or individuals who went through that program also ended up going through the InMotion Growth Accelerator. I believe uh, David Biga from Particle Space is probably the one that I knew most directly and he went through the program. Um, Scott and Mason drove down to see him pitch in Kansas City as his final pipeline uh, pitch. And I uh, I was able to meet them both there. Awesome. I would love to hear, uh, obviously, sounds like InMotion was 
a very pivotal moment in your entrepreneurial journey. Uh, but I know it's not easy. It's very demanding. So <laughs> would love to hear maybe, uh, you know, what was one thing that was really a challenge where maybe you were just like, shoot, am I going to get through this? Like, <laughs> uh, there were a couple of things. I mean, logistically, um, logistically speaking, me being based in Kansas city, that's a, three hours, 27 minutes or so from here. So yeah. If we had something going on, 1 million cups Wednesdays, or we needed to be somewhere down in Lincoln, it's every day I'm getting up 4 a.m., getting down here, coming. Then at the end of the day, I'm getting back home 9 p.m., you know, making sure everything else is uh, situated. And sometimes I had to come back the next day. So logistically, there is a piece of that. Yeah. But I think the other part is building a two-sided marketplace, which is essentially what my business is, is a very difficult task. And it's hard to sometimes get insights and perspective that is more driven towards what you're trying to do versus what everyone else is going on. Cause if you have like a consumer product or if you have um, some, some other type of good or something that you're selling, it's more direct, it's more clear, but two-sided it's like, okay, what are you going to do first? You're going to go for supply or are you going to go for the demand side first? And so it's always tough to juggle that. Talk to me about like a big win recently. Like we'd love to, to hear what's one thing that you're super proud of or some progress that you've made that you'd like to highlight? I think <laughs> the, the scrappiness that comes with being an entrepreneur is being able to get in there and get things done. Uh, there is a, a company that I was meeting with trying to make sure that it would be a good fit for us to be able to work together. Um, we ended up having going through the process. I kind of gave my spiel, got to the end of it. They're like, you know what? We love this idea let's see a contract and we'll have somebody review it and make, see if it makes sense. I didn't have a, a contract. I didn't have anything. And, uh, you know, but that day or that night, you can, you can be sure that I, I, I cranked out some, a good contract, oh, yeah. sent it over, put some cool splash images on it. And, and it turned out to be a really good, you know, piece of material. So I think that's one of those. Sometimes you just got to get things done. Cause there's not always going to be someone you can whisper to or ask, Hey, what can I do for this? It's just, you got to get in there. Sometimes it's just you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, that sounds like a true startup right there. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of wanted to ask you more, um, how vet, vet intelligence came mm -hmm. to be. I know you have a background in the military. Yes. So intelligence was really born out of this, um, experience that I had was it, almost 10 years ago. Now in 2014, I got out of the military and you kind of have this societal impression, like everybody says, go troops, all these sort of military uh, related things. But how that translates into an organizational sort of capacity is uh, a completely different thing. So I would go in trying to get interviews. My job type in the military infantry is routinely put into a box and people are like, oh, you're a security guy that's physical, this and OK, go, you know, mall cop, security guard and things like that. Continue doing the same thing. But there's the gap in what led me to really consider it deeply is there's an opportunity to extract the skills that are innate to being in the infantry. That's, you know, attention to detail, being able to develop that leadership really fast because it's beyond just, OK, yeah, we're holding a location down. It's a very uh, high value target. We're going to take care of it. But there's also that piece is like we have to be able to move efficiently, communicate. There's so many different components that can translate almost into any outside industry. So I felt like that had to be more of a universal experience for everyone transitioning. That is so cool. Yeah. I mean, I would say from my experience, one working at a startup right now, 
and, you know, having some mentors of, you know, other startup founders, having like a really strong personal tie to the problem that you're solving is huge for how successful or not that you might be. Right. And so it's yeah. based on that, it's, it's very clear that you are like very, very much drawn to this problem that you're solving. Very passionate. Yeah. So that's yeah. super cool. I love, I love to hear that. Yeah. And it's definitely a problem that needs to be addressed more often, especially in the workforce these days. So. Yeah. It's one of those areas, like I said, and ultimately I went through a number of job interviews and trying to find my uh, uh, footing as best as I could. I ended up going to the department of labor, kind of spent some time there, the department of veteran affairs kind of went through that circuit as well. And then um, kind of my longest stint was actually being a social worker for five years where I helped people with homelessness, food scarcity, and people who've had, you know, 50, 40, 40, 50, 60 years of age had never had a job before, getting them in a position where they would be able to, you know, acquire their first job. All right. So we are almost out of time, but what is any last thoughts, advice that you could give to the next generation of founders or anyone trying to make the change into starting their own business? (laughs) The biggest one um, I'll say is, talk to people and like talk to your customer. Cause there's, you might end up in an echo chamber where you might think that you have a great yeah. idea and people are gonna be like, yeah, Steve, that's great. Rock on, go do that. Go talk to somebody about it. Say, this is what I'm thinking of that person. If they're a potential customer might tell you, wow, that's, that's just like this. I'm not going to pay for that. So get that insight early before you build and waste. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on 10 and but yeah. Yeah, this was great. I'm so, look at that. Plenty of time to spare even. <laughs> I, I have one last question. You got 10 seconds. Sure. What can this community do to help you? Uh, this community can reach out to me directly. I'm, I'm open for conversations to understand your hiring practices and ways that I can help you. Nice. Awesome.